Hello and welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Adam from Miller's Custom Guitars and the N Plus One Podcast. Uh, it's been a while. I didn't have an episode last time. So if you are still tuning in, I thank you so much for doing so. And this podcast, hey, if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, this podcast is all about hobbies, passions, obsessions. Um, look, I just bring on um, amazing guests and we just talk about what they find interesting. Okay. So it started with, I'm a musician. I wanted to, originally, I wanted to talk to guitar players, other guitar players and talk about their guitar collection. That was my seed of an idea. And the, with guitar players, the idea is how many guitars is enough guitars? Well, in plus one, you know, and the number of guitars you currently have, well, plus one more. But I quickly realized that if I just talk to the people I know who play guitar, um, you know, I'm going to have like seven episodes and that would be it. Um, <laughs> and uh, eventually I, I had the idea that if I talked, if I open it up and talk to more, you know, fields of interest, uh, I could uh, have a podcast that runs a lot longer, hopefully. Um, and so we've been talking to um, artists, actors, photographers. We've been talking to, uh, um, I talked to Courtney Pong, who runs a improv theater in Boston. I've been talking to um, a bunch of really interesting people. I talked to Josh Gomes, who is a, um, he's a prospector. Um, I had uh, Gabe Peterson, who came in and fed me scotch. And I don't drink at all. So that was very interesting. Um, so we've had some really interesting episodes and we've had some really interesting topics. And so that's what the episode, the show is all about, is just talking to people about what they're passionate about. And the whole show is not just what you're into, but what is next, what's on the horizon. And that's what we're about. And um, I am very excited to bring in today's guest. And this is um, Becky Orabello from Dragon Hearth Designs. Becky, welcome. Thank you. Hi. And I, uh, my family, we went over to, I work in Jackson, which is a couple cities over. And, um, when I was in, when I was at work, everyone was talking, Hey, dandelion days, dandelion days, dandelion days, which is <laughs> like a, like a city fair that they do every, um, every year or so. And I've been working in Jackson for two and a half years and I've never gone. And I just decided, Hey, we're going to go. And my family, we were at dandelion days and we're walking around and there's hundreds of booths, right? There are hundreds of booths yeah. and vendors, yeah. stalls, there's food and there's all these artisans and craftsmen and there's, you know, there's precious stones and, and, um, all these things. And we're walking around all these booths and we walk up to your booth and we had to stop because out of all these booths that were there and there's hundreds of booths, for some reason, your booth stand stood out and we kept trying to walk away from your booth <laughs> and we kept not being able to walk away Aww. from your booth and <laughs> your, your booth, it just, and it, you know, it's, it's enough to catch my, the, the eye of my wife and my daughter. Um, but it caught my eye too, because, um, your art, uh, and your jewelry, it had a little something at, that the other booths didn't have. So, well, um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and it's, it's easy for me to say because it really was. <laughs> and so we're, we're going to get into it, but just as a groundwork for our listeners, um, the, the, the booth itself, and we'll talk about all the stuff that you do, yeah. but the booth you had, um, you had like, uh, and I actually have some photos here. I can go through. You had like <laughs> keychains, you had art, you had uh, earrings, you had, um, a bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
we, I just kept, I just wasn't able to walk away. You had laser cut <laughs> different things that they were, you know, hand painted. Um, mm-hmm. And it was so, it had a, such a distinctive style to it. It was so whimsical and beautiful. Um, and, and we just, and I, I reached and I said to you, Hey, this is really special. And I, I'm going to be reaching out to you to talk to you potentially about being on the podcast. Yeah. And we've, it's been a couple months since then and we've, we've had some stuff and your family had COVID, which I'm so glad yes. to hear you guys are gotten. Better. Yes. <laughs> um, so um, I have these scripted questions mm-hmm. and we're going to go through them, but how would you describe like, so I described what I saw, but how would you describe maybe what you do? Okay. Um, um, like well, to someone that, you know, I'm going to, so real quick, I'm going to yeah. post the pictures that I took okay. uh, when I was there on our Facebook group. Okay. Um, and then, but describe which, you know, cause this is also an audio medium. So do your best right. to describe, and then we'll get into later how you got into it. Okay. Um, well I create items, as you said, uh, keychains, earrings, toys, novelty items, gifts, um, all kinds of things, um, on a, CO2 laser machine. Um, So I have a program on my computer that I can design with, and it is directly contacted or connected, excuse me, to the laser. Um, Once I'm finished with the designing, I send it over to the machine. It does all the cutting and the engraving. Then after that, I take it out. And sometimes it requires a little bit of sanding or, you know, finishing. Um, and then I do the painting and putting the findings on the, the earring hooks and the keychain rings mm-hmm. and things like that. I paint with mostly uh, paint pens because they have that mm-hmm. nice fine tip on them. And I do sure. work with a lot of very small items. So, and I also use a lighted uh, magnifying glass because uh, otherwise I wouldn't be able to see anything. So I do oh, tend yeah. to use that for all of the little fine details so that I can get real, you know, good into the little tiny lines and things. Um, but yeah, and then I uh, like to package them in fun packages sometimes. And I found uh, all these different vendor events like Dandelion Days, and that's what I sign up for and where I sell um, mostly. Um, I have just started a website and I have an Instagram, but, um, they're still nice. really new to me as well. So yeah, but that's, I mean, that's basically what I do. Um, the, the, the basics of what I do. So. Awesome. You use the CO2 laser and then you yes. use the paint pen and you use a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, Cause some of your, some of your, your, your things are so small, yes. but they're still, they're still painted really intricately in some of them, which is, I think maybe what drew me to some of them mm-hmm. is that even though they're, they're so small, they're still really, they still have a lot of character. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. They're <laughs> lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you get into this? And this is a question I ask all of my guests, which is yeah. what was your gateway drug? Okay. How did you get into this? I mean, at, at some point <laughs> Becky was walking around and she was wearing boring jewelry. Right. And then she was like maybe doodling in her notebooks or something. And she's like, I need to make better doodles and I need to, make, we need to wear better jewelry. 
and I also lasers are cool. I don't know. What, what, you tell me your story. <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but so I, I've been, <laughs> I've been a crafty person pretty much my whole life. Um, mm. I have enjoyed creating. I've enjoyed uh, mostly for gift make gift giving. Um, I would sure. make things for people and things like that. Um, I started out with uh, just drawing and painting when I was young, and then I used polymer clay for many years, and I did oh, nice. uh, lots of earrings and and uh, little little statues and you know things sure. miniatures, and then I uh, would give these away as gifts, or I would wear them myself because I like I'm very colorful. I, I like a lot of uh, uh, spice, I guess, <laughs> sure. in my life. And so it was always kind of my way of showing my personality and, and things like that. And so I would always have these fun and goofy earrings. And then people started going, oh, well, I would like a pair of those. And I was like, well, this is okay. Maybe I'll try this, you know? And so um, we, we were, my husband was in the military for 20 years. And so we oh, were okay. in all different places. But when I first sure. started the clay, uh, we were in Japan. And so I had a friend Ooh. tell me, oh, there's a big bazaar coming up and you should join and, and sell your stuff. And so that was my first ever event <laughs> that was selling uh, polymer clay items. And I did really well and it was very exciting, but it was a lot of work, a lot yeah. of work. And so yeah, I, was just I, like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this because at the time I had very small children. And, um, uh -huh. so my kids were my, I only had two at the time, but they were, uh, six and three at the time. So it was like, I don't know if I could just keep putting much, this much time into it. So, um, it right. was still kind of was just a hobby, I guess, for me. A few years later, we were, um, stationed in Arizona and I had a friend who was into scrapbooking and she got me into scrapbooking. Um, so I kind of, put the clay to the side and started scrapbooking. I was actually a consultant for a company called close to my heart. I'm honestly not even sure if they're around anymore, but mm. uh, they were kind of like a pamper chef or a Tupperware. It's like that, sure. you know, yeah. multimedia, uh, right. uh, sell sales. Anyway. Um, they, uh, I, I did that for eight years and I would create items with paper. Um, it was mm -hmm. a, a paper crafting and I got real fancy and would do fancy cards that were like pop-up cards. And I would do yeah. uh, book pages and, you know, it, it was always all, all about sales, all about sales. Um, right. But I didn't really like that aspect of it. I, I don't, sure. I'm not a pushy person and I didn't really like that part. So I started doing workshops and I would do monthly workshops and I would have the people purchase the supplies for the workshops ahead of time. And that made my sales for the month. And then mm -hmm. I would uh, teach the workshops and I enjoyed that so much. And I did it for several years until we moved to England. And I, at that time I had a new baby and the two other boys and, um, mm -hmm. and it just got a little busy and I kind of stopped yeah. doing that for a while, but I kind of got back into it a little bit, not in sales, but just like making things. Cause I had so many supplies, so many, mm -hmm. I still do I mean, so many supplies. And so I was like, I got to do something with all this stuff. Right. You know, I spent all the money on it. And so I started making things here and there and just kind of, again, picking it back up for gifts and things like that. But I, was also backtrack a little bit. 
I loved the, the, the teaching so much in the workshops that I kind of decided that I wanted yeah. to teach. Oh, so I wow. actually went to school, um, got my uh, ECE degree, became a preschool what does that stand teacher. For, ECE? Uh, early ECE? childhood education. Okay, great. Yes. And uh, I started teaching preschool. And I nice. taught preschool and I absolutely loved it. And I just was in my element and I was able to use all my creativity in my classroom. Yes, of course. And it was amazing. And then COVID hit. And of <laughs> um, it hit it for all of us, you know. And and uh, yeah. my preschool closed. Uh, oh, you no. know, we weren't, we weren't able to reopen. It was just a lot of other things that kind of played into that. Um, it wasn't just the pandemic, but you know, a lot of, a lot of things played into that. And I was just heartbroken. You know, I, I missed my kids. I missed the, just, I loved it. It was fun. And it was just, you know, during the pandemic, um, it's very similar to your story. Actually, I was able to watch your podcast about the unschooling and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, my wife's amazing. <laughs> ironic, she is, and ironically yeah. similar. Um, when when we came home for the pandemic, and my boys were doing the Zoom yeah. schooling, right before that, I had had a meeting with my son's first grade teacher. My youngest son, his name is Ryland. He is now ten years old. Um, she told me that he was being disruptive in class. He was refusing to read out loud during his time. Um, he was sounds familiar uh, <laughs> yes, playing around and not really paying attention and so on and so forth. Well, my first thought was he might have ADHD. I have ADHD. My oldest son has ADHD. We could probably get him tested and let's just find out. Right. Well, mm-hmm. about a week later, um, we had spring break and then we never went back to school. <laughs> so <laughs> sounds so familiar. All of that kind of went, you know, to the side um, the teacher was very adamant, oh, as soon as we get back on track, we'll get him, you know, an IEP started and we'll do this, right. that, and the other. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, while he was home, I, being an ECE, early childhood education major myself, I started noticing things and I thought something is not right here. And I said to my husband, I think that Rylan might be dyslexic. And he said, really? And I said, yeah. So we looked into getting him tested. We got him tested and I was right. Um, So I was like, you know what? That's why he wasn't reading out loud. And that's why he was being disruptive because he wasn't able to, you know, (laughs) and, and they completely overlooked that. And I was pretty disheartened, honestly, because we're in a small town. It's a small school. It's not like they're, they were overcrowded classrooms or there wasn't some excuse to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that those are excuses, but you understand what I'm sure. saying. And Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Becky. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, yeah so I, I just, I thought when I was watching your podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a similar story to mine yeah. because that's exactly what happened with us. And we, and so when everybody else went back to school, I said, no, no, I'm keeping him home. Yeah. And um, cause he did, when I started focusing on teaching him how he learns instead of, you know, how the books want us to teach him. Right. Things changed tremendously. By the end of that year, he was reading. He still mixes things up. And I know you understand that too. 
Um, you know, and it's always going to be, but he has tools now that I've taught him exactly. that help him to, to cope and to manage with that. And I was able to do that because I was able to stay home with him and I was able to, right. you know, focus on solely him, which was great mm -hmm. because we sat down and made this decision. Hey, okay. Everything is going back to normal, the new normal. Um, kids are going back to school. People are going back to work. What are we going to do? I said, well, I want to stay home and, and teach him. You know, I want to stay home and, and, and be a homeschool mom. And my husband was like, well, okay, great. But what are we going to do for that extra income? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll something. And, um, you can only buy so many lottery tickets, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I... What happened to be online one day and I on, on Facebook and I happened to see an ad for a Glowforge machine, which I know is like the real popular uh, CO2 uh, laser machine that's out in the laser community right now. Um, probably one of the most popular machines, at least publicly. I started watching this video and I was like, oh, I could do that. Oh, that's cool. And I started looking a little bit more into the Glowforge and I told my husband about it and he was like, eh, it's kind of expensive, eh, you know, yeah. and I was like, I don't know. And so the more research I did, the more I decided I did not want a Glowforge, but I was peaked. My interest was peaked. Yeah. I, I sure. was like, this CO2 thing is kind of cool though. So yeah. I really started kind of digging into it. I spent about three months doing research. I mm -hmm. uh, made a proposal with to my husband. Hey, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to do it. And he went, go for it. So, you know, I guess I convinced him just enough. You showed um, up, you showed up with a, with, with folders and a business suit and, <laughs> and you said you had a PowerPoint, right. and you, you know, Hey, here's your, here's your proposal. And, and I present to you with, right. with these. <laughs> it wasn't exactly like that, but pretty much. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so I ended up buying a full spectrum laser Muse 3d machine. It has a 45 watt, uh, CO2 tube in it. It's a wonderful machine. It's big. It's beautiful. I am going to be completely honest with you and say I do not recommend to our viewers to go with full spectrum laser. Um, Why is that? I'll try to make it very short. They're going through a lot of hardships right now. They had mm. uh, an employee who was embezzling money and Ooh, it, no good so full spectrum caused, is the brand yes okay and it caused a lot of issues and unfortunately it was not handled properly and so there's mm. a lot of bitterness right now with the company so Ooh. if you're looking into buying a co2 laser maybe stay away from full spectrum for now <laughs> i'm hoping mm. they'll get their act together but you know because i love you had you but. You've had good success with yours, but <laughs> but maybe hold off for a little bit until maybe the until the business a little bit. settles yes. a little bit. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, so yes. you so you got this you got this machine. Can can I ask what you spent on it, or is that? Um, yeah, uh, I got. The <laughs> Here's the deal. Package. Here's the deal. I'm 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 a I'm like I'm a I'm a gear nerd, right? I'm a guitar yeah. player, right? So yeah. like you know, guitar gear is like what I live for. Like that's what the whole show is, right? Like the, right. the gear, right? You know, all my guitars. So tell me about the gear. I want to okay. know. So the 
uh, Muse 3D has a, the reason it's called a Muse 3D is because it has a 3D camera in it. So okay. I'm able to capture the workspace within the machine and it allows me to basically fine tune where I would like to place the items that I'm trying to cut on the wood that mm. I'm using. Um, I use, I can actually show you a piece right here. Okay. I use wood like this. It's 12 by 19 um, plywood. This one here is a piece of cherry. I have cherry. Oh, yeah. I have walnut. I have maple. Nice. I have What's the I maximum have thickness they can cut through? Um, this machine in particular, it can cut through one quarter inch. There are more okay. powerful machines that can cut through half sure. inch. Um, oh, I wow. generally stick Dang. with the one eighth inch. That's what this is here. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice and lightweight and I like it and the machine just cuts it a lot smoother when I'm using one quarter inch I have to use higher power and it tends to have some char and so I have a lot more cleanup but mm. I mean I, I do use it occasionally when I need to machine also I I purchased the full package so I got yeah. the riser which lifts the machine up and gives me extra space underneath it so that I can engrave on bigger items like i could engrave on a baseball or a, a even a bowling ball if i wanted to mm, or i could wow. engrave on a, a chunk of wood or you know a piece of slate or a rock or some something you know along those lines that's, that's a bigger awesome item yes so i that's needed cool, that man. i wanted that riser for that reason um it also has a pass-through um window on the riser for people who want to make big signs. I, I'm not sure. really into that. As you saw, my stuff is more small yeah. and detailed, but it yeah. is ha that that's an option. Um, mm -hmm. It also, I also purchased, well, in the bulk package that I got, uh, the rotary came with it. So it, it, I can do tumblers. You could do, you could do bottles and stuff bottles, like water bottles. If you wanted there's one that I, yeah. it's kind of hard to see. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. and, and just, so stuff like that. And then, um, and, and then it came with a, a cool box is what they call it. And it basically has an air compressor in it to keep the air assist. Um, that helps the, the flames to stay low. Um, that way things aren't, aren't burning because you know, it's a laser. So you're, la you're using a laser to cut wood. So things have, you know, have a yes. chance to catch on fire. <laughs> yes, they do. And the cool box also uh, provides the water that goes through the CO2 tube and it keeps it cool. Mm. Um, if you don't have that, it won't run because it's, okay, it's, wow. it's so powerful that it would shatter the glass without wow. the water. So you have to make sure that that's not stays full and cool. Um, and yeah, so it, that's a whole package was $8,000. Whoa! Holy moly! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, cool. And, and they and they, I mean, you can go lower, a little bit lower, and but they can also go much, much higher too. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I can tell from your your stand, you're definitely cranking out the um the the materials. That's for sure. I'm you know, especially to. if you, yeah. The, the thing is, is if you have the the vision for it, you know, you, 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 which obviously you do. I'm, I'm looking at your, at your, your, your pictures, you know, like you can, it's just a tool, mm -hmm. right? So you can right. use it for manufacturing, mm -hmm. it, you know, for me, I don't have the vision for it. I'm like, 
you know, I, you know, I look at the thing, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But I don't have a vision for it. Right? right. So for me, it's just like, Oh, cool tool. But you look at it and you see the possibilities. You're like, Oh, with that, yeah. I can do blank, blank, blank. I can do, I can do this. Exactly. I can do this and this. You, you yeah. just see all these possibilities of the things you right. can make. And then I walk by your table and it literally has given birth to all of this art. It freed <laughs> you up to make all this art. Like, yeah, it really it's, 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 re it's, it's revenue. Sure. Yes. But it has freed you up to make this art that was inside of you already. You know, yeah. that is so cool. Um, I, I do have a question, a couple follow-up questions from some yeah. of the stuff you said. Um, and just a little bit of background from me, which is that um, my wife and I, oh, geez, how old is Zeke? Or how old is Ezra? Ezra's just turned 10. So this okay. would have been maybe 11 years ago um, because we stopped when we found out we were pregnant. So yeah, maybe 11 years ago. Um, Desiree and I, um, we had our own um, like salsa business that we did Ooh. at farmer's markets and stuff. Yeah. So like uh, the selling at vendors at fairs and stuff, like we have some, we have some experience with like that yeah. kind of thing, that, that whole vibe, which I love that vibe there's like this community vibe and the yeah for the, sure oh it's just it's it's just its own jam it's just lovely it is um but i, I do have a question when you that first that first one that you went to it was you said it was in japan mm -hmm. right and you said yeah. you, you had a friend that said you should sell and you said okay i'm gonna go mm -hmm. and you were making you said they were they were they were clay or or something like that polymer clay and items decided, yeah yeah. And you decided, okay, I am going to sell, um, two quick questions. How much, yeah. how, how, before you, when you decided to go and it, and when it was in the time that it was, how, how much time did you how know bef before, like how much of a time frame was there before when you decided to go and the, the, the event was going to happen? I think it was about two months that I had. Okay. Yeah. And then how much product did you bring to that with two months of a of, um, of a notice? I, I have <laughs> that you some were making pictures by hand. somewhere. <laughs> I and not as much as I have now for sure. Right. Um I think I probably had about fifteen pairs of earrings. I think mm -hmm. I had four or five little statues and I had several pins. And yeah. um uh I think that was it. I can't I'm really... just thinking these things, these little clay things that you're making by hand with two months of like, yeah. I got to do like, if I can right. make three a day, you know, right. <laughs> two That's a day, you know, was. for two yeah. months. And, yeah, and plus, I just, you I know, just... dealing with the toddler and the, and the, and the, and the grade school yeah, too. It, so, and yeah. in Japan, you know, yeah. I mean, like with a language barrier and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, um, and then the other thing, which is my background also, which is my mom, uh, who has passed away, unfortunately, but she oh, had a, a small business. Yeah. Thank you. She had a small business that she started where it was in the sewing and quilting industry. And okay. she, she made these, um, patterns, you know, sewing and quilting patterns, um, that, and then she would take them to quilt shows and she would, she did booths there at the quilt shows. So same okay. thing, you know, and I've, I've gone, I worked for her for a little bit. So like this whole vibe of going to these shows, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like, like I know what you're talking about and like especially yeah. with my mom that 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 drive to you know to see you know you have this vision of you know something oh I have this idea and you know it plants a seed in you and you you know you got to make it and right. sometimes sometimes you get a piece of equipment that makes that happen you know I remember my mom you know would get 
a specific printer or whatever. It was mm-hmm. so it was so weird because she had um it was it was I don't want to go into it, but she had these interfacing templates that would mm-hmm. that would go in the in in the pattern. But she had to buy a specific printer that would be able to print on the interfacing and not jam. And and she had oh, to get wow. this thing serviced like every three months because it was it was so fibrous or whatever. Yeah. But and we would print thousands and thousands and thousands of these things. But and this was a super expensive printer, but it's like this thing allows us to do what yeah. we're doing. And that's kind of what you're doing, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. For sure. This whole thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, you're you know, you're creating art, you're making jewelry, you're making other things too, you know, um, keychains and, and some other things. Have you, um, have you encountered any misconceptions or maybe misconceptions you had going into it, maybe dealing with a laser or creating jewelry for other people or what are some misconceptions you've had um, that you've encountered? I think one for sure is that people think I use a cricket to make everything. <laughs> And I just laugh and I say, no, it's not a cricket. <laughs> um, and then I also, <laughs> yeah. I got to laugh because we, we found a cricket at a yard sale. Uh-huh. A cricket could not anywhere do <laughs> close to do what you're doing. Oh my right. goodness. No, and, uh, no, yes. no, 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 I, no, no, I think no, it's no. pretty funny when they say, oh, do you use a cricket? I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't actually, but, um, and then I get another one that really is funny is I'll get men to come in and they'll go, you did all of this. Your husband doesn't help you. And I'm like, no, actually he doesn't. Uh, And so I get that a lot too. It's 2023. I can't believe we're still, we still get that. So I get that a lot. They're just, totally flabbergasted that I did all the woodworking, you know, and now my husband doesn't help. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. what I do. You know, it, it's one of the things that I'm, you know, I, I try to be a little covert about it, but mm-hmm. I'm specifically trying to on this show, um, you know, expand the horizons. You mm-hmm. know, I, I had Meredith Coloma on who yeah. is a, a guitar builder out of, um, Canada, you know, and she's a luthier, you know, she, you mm-hmm. know, and for ages, you know, like guitar luthiery, you know, guitar building has mm-hmm. been just dudes, you know, just, yeah. just men. And yeah. she is like revolutionizing the, I mean, the industry, awesome. like yeah. she is blowing up. You know, I had, like I mentioned earlier, Courtney Pong, who is a, mm-hmm. um, she runs a improv comedy theater in Boston. And that is a very male dominated industry is, you know, comedy and improv comedy in Boston. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, uh, she's uh, Asian American, which also gets a bad rap, you know? And so, um, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to represent the, 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 the women in the minorities on my podcast. Well, we appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually speaking of woodworkers, I'm I'm actually, I've been, I've tried to get, I'm trying to get, um, found a, um, um, there's a woodworker on TikTok who's agreed to come on the show, and um, and she's we're just working on dates, but um, okay, a, a female woodworker um, nice. out of Chicago, so hoping to get her on the show pretty soon. Great. So yeah, so that'll be cool. Anyway, yeah, represent anyway, women. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then um, another misconception I suppose is that um, 
I'm I'm not even sure. I, I those are the two main ones I get all the mm-hmm. time. Um, I, or people are they think that I resale. I guess that's a very popular mm. thing. And they're like, and then somebody will mention something and I'll say, Oh no, I made, I made that or, or some mm-hmm. uh, something along that line. And they'll be like, wait, you made all of this stuff. And I'm like, yes, yeah. I, made, I made everything. Everything here is all made by right. me. And people are just flabbergasted by that too. You know, <laughs> and well, I don't know why it's so, so surprising, but I guess, <laughs> I guess it is. But um, people think that, you know, it's it. I've purchased it and now I'm reselling it. And I'm like, no, nope, mm-hmm. that's that's not what I do. So I think those are probably the biggest things. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Um, for the most part, I get wonderful people in that compliment and and, sure. and just really encourage me or give me suggestions, which I love. I because sometimes I don't think of everything, you know, and. So they'll be like, oh, you should make this. And I'm like, oh, I'm adding it to my list. And I do. I keep a list right with me so that I can add it right there. And and I have actually made several items that people have, you know, suggested to me over the last year. So, yeah, it's I love that. So thankfully, I don't have too many misconceptions to worry about. So nice. Um, I do have a quick question. Um, your the 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 actual images are you designing those yourself you 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 buying those somewhere you what are so you doing for the actual images that you're most using most of the images cutout? are purchased by uh small businesses or from small businesses on etsy okay so i do i am a small business myself yeah and i like being supported by sure. people so yeah. I want to support other small businesses. So I have yeah. about 10 different shops on Etsy that I follow pretty regularly that I purchased mm-hmm. files from. And they're all mm-hmm. families, you know, people with families yeah. or people with you know, that are trying to raise money for this, that and the other. And those are the people that I would rather support. And I figure sure. I look at it this way. They've already put in the work to design it. Mm-hmm. So I would rather support them and pay them than right. put in that extra work to yeah. to design the same thing. So yeah. I do I do have a few pieces that I've done myself. Um mm-hmm. I do like to I'm not I love to to create and design and as I as I mentioned before I used to create with clay and that was all fun and, mm-hmm. and good, but I'm not as I guess talented at drawing mm-hmm. on uh, drawing digitally yet i'm, I'm working mm-hmm. on that but <laughs> so it's yeah. it's difficult so i uh so that's why i like to find files and mm-hmm. i will purchase files and then i'll edit them i'll add to them i'll uh, create other items from them and things like that um but there are i do have four or five things maybe now that i designed and created myself so i'm getting yeah, there and, and- and I don't say that to to disparage or take away because yeah, no, um, there's still a tons of artistry involved, and I feel like you know just you know you still have like I'm like I've mentioned a bunch of times there's still so much of your artistic style that comes through. Like I said, I walked by your booth and mm-hmm. you just look around, and there's I'm like you have so much of your style and flair when you look at your booth. I'm like. This per like I know this person's artistic style, whether it's the the art that you're choosing mm-hmm. or how you're coloring, because you're hand coloring these, 
you know? Yes. So like, yeah, you might buy a graphic, but that mm -hmm. graphic isn't colored. You're laser cutting right. it, cutting it onto wood. So, right. you know, so it's, you know, just, you know, well, you know, oh, she just bought a graphic. No, you, you, yeah, you, you, first of all, like you said, you're supporting other artists, right? You, you bought a graphic. You're not just downloading something off of Google, you know, no. you, you bought a graphic mm -hmm. and so you're, you're, you're selecting. So that's artistic. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just, Oh, I'm just going to buy this whole entire pack and use right. everything. So you're, you're, you're filtering that down. So mm -hmm. that's artistic. You're yeah. getting rid of the stuff you don't like. And right. then you're, you're applying your, your own filter to it again by painting it. So yeah, there's mm -hmm. tons of artistry, artistry there. So, and yeah. then um, have Thanks. you ever done any kind of like commissions or anything? Like someone said, I want this specific thing. Can you make it for me? Yes, several times. Um, I just recently did a pretty good sized order for a volleyball team. Mm. They, the, cool. One of the mamas contacted me and she said, hey, I've seen some of your keychains. I think they're really cool. I'd like you to make some bag bags for the for the girls. They are the Blue Dragons. And that's pretty much what <laughs> cool. she gave me. And I was like, cool, okay. And so I came up with a design and we went back and forth a few times and then finally, um, you know, agreed on the design and that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And, and I, so I made all these little tags for these girls and she said they were a big hit and I was like, well, good. Thank you. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's so that was fun. I also have done, um, two or three different wedding orders. One of them was, uh, some tags for, uh, well, two of them actually, sorry, were tags for like party favors, um, that had the information on them. And then the most recent one I did was wine glass charms. Sure. I've seen those. Mm -hmm. So, and, and they were, those were front and back with the couple's name and date on the front and then the guest's name on the back. So that was, that was a lot of work, but, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so I've done a few and, um, I always have my order forms there at the booth with me in case somebody does ask and says, Hey, I want this. So, and I do a lot of custom stuff too. Like I have currently, I have a custom, uh, teacher, a couple of custom teacher gifts on my Instagram that I said, Hey, you know, it's teacher appreciation week, do this. And so I made a few things for that. and then. I also do custom rubber band guns. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I like to customize, put like names on them and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So moving on with our questions, do you, what yes. are some of the biggest challenges that you face doing this? Or maybe have you had any specific like bad experiences that you're willing to talk about or share? Hmm. Well, I think the biggest challenge currently is balancing home life and laser life mm. because it's gotten, I've gotten very busy, which is a good thing, yeah. sure. but now I have to make more time for it. So that, that it's a bit of a challenge. But, it, but we're working on it and, and working it yeah, out. It's so hard when it's called laser life. I mean, that just sounds so cool. You just want to give so much time to it, right? Right, right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. And honestly, you know, I enjoy it so much that it, this is, it's like my my time, you know, my my me time. Yeah, the, the sure. I understand that. When that door is closed, 
they know not to come in because they know, oh, mama's having her time. So that's good. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, you know, I'm thankful for that. Uh, I would say another challenge I have is the machine itself. They aren't perfect and obviously require a lot of maintenance and a lot of care. And I've had to replace parts in it myself. I've had to make adjustments and alignments and, you know, you have to clean it regularly because you're using all this wood and it accumulates dust. And also, I also use acrylic uh, occasionally. I do use pre-printed acrylic um, from a company called Smoky Hill Laser Designs. They're out of uh, North Carolina. Here's like, here's one. It's got pineapples on it. Um, yeah, they, I'm looking at some of your acrylic right now. Yeah. Uh, some of your so acrylic. They, it's really they cool. They have some really cool stuff that I um, that I try to use uh, incorporate in some of my designs as well because it's just so fun and colorful, and I don't yeah. have to paint it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking so at one of your dinosaur. I'm looking at. I'm looking at one of your dinosaur earrings. That's yes. like acrylic dinosaur earrings that has that's like got dinosaurs in it it's so cool yeah isn't that fun yeah oh my gosh so i do they call it pattern ply so pattern ply acrylic and pattern ply wood they have wood as well but Mm. um it's fun stuff to work with it's got they've got hundreds of patterns and so i do and what i like about them is they're another small business they're they're just a couple with a little girl that's i think three or four years old and they started doing this out of their home and they've grown quite a bit, but at the same time, they're still a family, you know, mm. and I love being able to support that. So, um, but yeah, but the, the biggest challenge, I mean, honestly is, is the machine. I, I would say yeah. it's because, you know, it is, I'm learning so much about it. You know, before I did this, I knew nothing about CO2 lasers and I have taken <laughs> this machine apart put it back together. I've replaced parts. I've done, you know, I've done it all now. So I, yeah, you, <laughs> could, you could start a, a third career as a repair tech, you know, go around <laughs> to know. all the other people that are doing this and go and fix their machines, you know, charge a, you know, seven, you know, $300 an hour and, right. you know, plus expenses and air, airplane tickets. I'm, I'm telling you, Becky, right. there you go. You do that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, I would say that the the time and the machine are my two biggest challenges. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, um, balancing the, the kids, you know, the, the, the family life with the thing, you know, and you mentioned also homeschooling and you have, this is just, I don't know, we can maybe cut this or whatever. Have you mentioned, have you ever considered maybe, um, bringing them along or, 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 uh, you know, maybe having them do some with you or, or anything like um, that, you know, just like, cause for me, like, cause we talk about unschooling or mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah. for me, like the heart of unschooling is like, Hey, why don't you come and check this yeah. out? You know, like see what I'm doing and, and maybe, you know, Hey, help me change the strings on this guitar or, or like, right. look at, you know, how I'm, you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. have you ever, have you ever yeah, done any of that? So actually, um, my two youngest boys are the two that still live at home with me. My older two are grown and gone. Um, they, they do a lot with me. Um, Mm -hmm. they help me with sanding. They help me with when I do bigger projects that require spray painting, they'll help me with that. Uh, they help me put things together and actually bag things like, uh, for example, my little, uh, I don't know if you can see it. My little I was, pull it out a little bit. You're a little close. There we go. There you go. 
Here you go. These are these oh, are cool. the little pocket pals that I sell, mm-hmm. and they always bag these for me. So that's <laughs> that's one oh, of their jobs is they bag. Um, and then I I've had my youngest actually, my ten year old. He designed with me a pair of earrings um, one time, mm-hmm. and oh, that's it cool. Was, yeah, he loved. He had an idea, and I said, okay, well, come help me make it then. And so he did. And we sat here and we drew it out and nice. he uh, was so proud of it when we were done. And so, and the, I sell awesome. them They're They're the s'mores and fire, fire pit earrings that I have. Um, it's a little, <laughs> little s'more in a, in a little fire. And um, I uh, sell them. They're, they're on my, my uh, rack, my display rack. So, yep. And he's so proud That's of that. Awesome. Yeah. So we do a lot of unschooling as well. My, in my, teenager he comes to the events with me he's my helper at all of the events so he helps with money and he helps with sales and he gives me breaks when i need a break and and things like that so yeah he's nice quite the little entrepreneur himself i think so yeah nice so (laughs) what about this whole thing fills your bucket so obviously you're trying to add some supplemental income but you wouldn't do it if it didn't like fill your bucket somewhere or another, right? right? If it was just the money, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's other, maybe other ways to make money, right? Mm -hmm. Why this? What fills your bucket? I love to create. I love Mm. to try different colors on things. I love to, you know, come up with ideas and different ways to, to make something or to put something together and, when I am in here and I'm working and I'm at my desk and I'm painting or, or I'm at the computer and I'm designing, I, and then I get the finished product. There's just so much fulfillment in that. Yeah. Definitely. And I just love that I have that gift, you know, and I know it's a gift from God. I know yeah. <laughs> that my creativity yeah. is a gift and I love being able to yeah. use that and to, mm make other people smile and make other people happy. And it just, that's what fills me. That's really the biggest reason why I do it is. Yeah. You have something that you might consider to be the Becky Orabello, uh, dragon hearth designs, signature move, like, or maybe like a veteran move, something that like people, um, when they see your art, they know it's you. I think that a lot of people recognize me by my style, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of color, a lot of just fun, goofy stuff. Um, A lot of my prior preschool days come out in my work, and you can see that. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that has um, that. I think that that's what people associate me with now is that just bright color fun i have a whole different niche of people that know me for my rubber band guns though (laughs) so (laughs) um, this is one of them okay yeah so and they shoot real rubber bands so um and they and i have you know so it's funny because i'll have people come up to me and say Oh, you're the one that does, you know, the pretty earrings. Or, and then I'll have other people come up to me and go, Oh, you're the one that does the cool rubber band guy. <laughs> so I have two, two different brackets of people that know me. <laughs> they almost don't even yeah. overlap. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I know. 
it's so funny, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess mostly I think people just ha- are starting to, to recognize me for just the unique style that I have of, uh, just color and design. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, do you have something that you might consider as is a guilty pleasure? Like, um, something that's, uh, someone might, I don't know, judge you for, or look down on you for, but you don't care. Could be you do it anyway. <laughs> well, uh, we kind of already touched on it. And I think that that's file buying. A lot of people oh, in okay. the laser communities are like, well, if you buy the file, then you're not an artist. Well, I don't agree with that, but yeah. So, um, I think, so I think that that's probably the biggest thing is, uh, I think that that is probably my biggest guilty pleasure is that I'm like, I don't really care whether you think it's art or not. If I buy a file, because I'm going to buy it anyway, because I think it's adorable and I want to put my spin on it. So sure. Yeah. Like our, our, our modern, um, culture like they're so they gatekeeping is so prevalent and uh you know they're you know they just they want to gatekeep everyone from oh you can't do it this way you got to do it that way you know if you're a star wars fan you're not a real star wars fan unless you you know whatever and it's just it's just so stupid it's like let people enjoy the things they want to enjoy let people you know uh you know it's it's just so stupid. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Do it, yeah. you know, do it your way. Because like I mentioned, there's so much artistry in, involved in the way in the, the stuff you're doing. It's it's right. so evident when you well, walk. Thank by. you. Yeah. Um, do you have something that you might consider to be, um, like your favorite thing you've done, or maybe like a favorite moment, or like your best mm-hmm. moment, like a shining something you look back at and you're just like, man, that was so cool. That was so amazing. That thing that happened. I think it's not just one thing really, but it kind of is all the same thing. So I, what's really exciting and just special to me is when I have people come to my booth and then they say, Oh, this is the girl I was telling you about to their friend or their mom or whoever. I love that because I'm just like, Oh my gosh, they remember me, you know, and that's just so cool to me. Or, you know, or people will come back. They'll be like, Oh, I saw you at, you know, dandelion days. And now I'm here at this event because I loved your stuff and I wanted to bring so-and-so to see it. And that I just love that. That's such a shining moment for me because sometimes, you know, I will get discouraged. And sometimes I think that, you know, things are not perfect or it's not enough, or maybe that color was wrong or this, you know, what, whatever the case may be, I'll, I'll get down on myself about something. And then that happens. And I'm like, Oh man, that's just such a great encouragement for me, you know? And, and I just love that. It just makes me happy. It makes me uh, mm-hmm. proud, I guess. <laughs> nice. Okay. So do you have any advice for beginners? Like let's say someone is sitting there and maybe it's CO2 lasers. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just someone right. they want to get into something crafty, maybe earrings or mm-hmm. whatever. So something, <laughs> something crafty. What advice would you give them um, if they are interested in um, doing something? <laughs> Give yourself some grace in the beginning. Mm, Preach it, sister. (laughs) It's so important to understand that failures happen and that you're going to mess up and that it's okay and that you can move on from this. That's huge, I think, because so many people give up way too easily 
when something is not easy enough or something is more challenging than they thought it would be. I think that it's so important to stick to it and stick through those failures and you'll come out on top. Mm. Another thing I want to mention is find your niche, you know, find something that just really speaks to you and go for it. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about, you know, the popularity or is it something that's, you know, going to sell or whatever, because if you put your compassion into it, people are going to see that and they're going to want a part of it. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, we always, we actually teach our kids that, um, you know, that failure is just a a chance to learn something, you know, and and every, every once in a while, like, instead of, you know, what did you do today? Or, you know, what went, you know, what went right today? We'll sometimes at dinner, it was a, Hey, what, what did you fail at today? You know? Right. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great way to look at it is that failure. It's, you know, you can't, you can't learn if you don't fail. Right. You know? Right. So, Absolutely. And, and I would also encourage people to, um, to just silence the, the voice of that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. in our brains yeah, because, you know, you'll have that failure, and then you'll have this voice of the imposter syndrome in your brain going, well, you know, hey, well, you fail. You can't do this. You're not going right. to be able to do this. And uh, just do it anyway. Yeah. That's uh, what just I say. do it yep. anyway. Just, yep. just keep doing it until you can do it. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like, so, okay. Okay. I'm a musician, right? Right. Coming from a guitar, right? Um, uh, when Jimi Hendrix picked up a guitar. Okay. He's probably the greatest guitar player of all time. A lot of people say so. He's not my favorite, but a lot of people (laughs) say he's the greatest guitar player of all time. All right. When he first picked up a guitar, right. And he, you know, he probably failed at playing guitar for the first time. Probably. And if he said, oh, I can't play guitar. I'm never going to do this again. We would have been robbed of one of the greatest guitar players of all time because no one can play the guitar when they first pick up a guitar. It's it's impossible. You have to, you have to try you have to move you have to practice you have to improve you have to take lessons sometimes you have to yep. teach yourself sometimes right you have to, so yeah it no one starts at a hundred no one starts at Jimi hendrix you start <laughs> right. at a little kid in your in your living room or in your bedroom right. uh, you know with your fingers hurting you know yeah. <laughs> because it hurts to yeah. play guitar <laughs> so yeah uh, anyway that's that's great that's great advice becky thank you it's amazing so I have a section. I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. Okay. I have a segment on my, on my channel. Okay. On this podcast Mm -hmm. um, called let's get into it. Yes. I saw that. uh, Yeah. uh, And I don't know if you had any ideas. I tried to come up with something, but without being in the same room, it's kind of hard. So maybe we'll have to do another segment and you you can come and visit my workshop. (laughs) I would love that. Oh my goodness. I would love that. We can't always do it. it right. There's 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 shows we can't do it, but um, maybe in the future. We'll yeah, have a, I would we'll love to do revisit. something in the future because I That's just amazing. It, virtually it's almost impossible because it yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, yours is very tactile, but yeah. um, that's fine. Okay, so let's get to the point of the show, Becky, which okay. is what is N plus one. What is next? What's on the horizon? What are you dreaming about? What are you working for? What's okay. down the coming down the pipeline? What is next for Becky and Dragon Hearth Designs? Okay. Well, ideally, I would love to do workshops again. 
I want to teach people. I want to do like a makerspace workshop. So my dream and my hope is to build, we we have property here, um, that family property, and we're eventually going to be moving on to it, um, building a house and, and living there with the rest of the family. And uh, my dream is to build a workshop when we move there and have a nice big space with a classroom and a maker space with my machines. I now have two actually, cause I also have an X tool diode laser. So I have two machines and we have two 3d printers and I would love to just do a maker space and teach kids and adults and just have fun helping people tap into their creativity. So that's my dream. My, that's my goal. That's my goal. Yeah. Mm, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. If that happens, keep me posted and maybe I we'll will. drive up and we'll attend. All right. Um, well, <laughs> Becky, thank you so much for coming on. You have been a delight. You've been an oh, amazing thanks. guest. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. It has been fun. Um, how can people find you? Um, do you okay. have social? I know you're on Instagram. I am, How can people yes. find you? Um, so on Instagram, I'm Dragon Hearth Designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty easy to find. A, I don't think there's any other um, like tags or underscores or anything like that. It's just Dragon Hearth sure. Designs. I have a website. It's goimagine.com backslash Dragon Hearth Designs. All one word. Okay, great. And right now it's pretty small, but I'm, I I mostly have wedding stuff on there now because it's a lot easier for people to do custom bulk orders when it's a website. Great. So I mostly just have wedding stuff on there, but there's a few other things too. Uh, I also, you know, I'm on Facebook, also Dragon Hearth Designs, same thing. Pretty easy. I don't do as much on the Facebook as I do on Instagram. I try to stick with Instagram. So yeah, nice. and that that's pretty much where you can find me and then all over all over at the different events. <laughs> awesome. We will put a link in the show notes. Okay. Uh if you are watching on YouTube or if you're listening on I um on like Spotify or Stitcher on or on Apple Podcasts, you can look in the show notes and you will see a link to all of those things she just mentioned. If you want to give her a follow, that would be great. You can see her art in um also on the um Facebook uh, on the Facebook group, uh, I will post links to the photos that I took when I was at Dandelion Days. You can see a bunch of her art of photos there. I I saw, um, so that would be a great way to give her a follow and see some yeah. of her art. Uh, it right. is worth looking at. It's great. Mm-hmm. Becky's Thank been you. amazing. But before we let you go, yes. I got the two silly things that I ask okay. every guest. All right, <laughs> I love these. This, this is the best part. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I want you to say a sentence or two and casually drop the name of the most famous person you've ever met. And Ooh. you've been all over the world, so you might have a I good have. one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, oh, man. The most famous person I've ever met. Yeah. Probably. Oh, okay. So I was at a concert. I was a concert goer a lot as a teen. I followed DC Talk everywhere. Ooh. Yes. I was a huge DC Talk fan. Yeah. Um, when Michael Tate moved over to Newsboys, I started following Newsboys. But I also, I mean, I was a fan of Newsboys beforehand. Um, when Peter was there, I, uh-huh. I uh, was, 
became a much bigger fan once Michael Tate moved over to Newsboys. I happened to go to a Newsboys concert several years ago, and my son, my oldest son and I were waiting in line, and we ended up being at the very back of the line. We were the last people to talk with Newsboys. Um, Michael Tate and the drummer, I, forgive me, I cannot remember his name now, but we ended up sitting there and chatting with him for like, with them for like 20 or 30 minutes because we were the last ones we took pictures with them and michael so when i was a teenager i had gone to several different shows like like i said um with dc talk and so i started i told him i was like hey so do you remember going to this little town in colorado because that's where i went to high school and um i said you guys stayed with this family and it was when you were brand new and he was like mm-hmm. Paris. And I was like, yes, yes. So Paris was our youth leader in church mm-hmm. and later became my cousin because he was my husband's cousin. <laughs> I, I met my husband in youth group. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and so he was like, he, he remembered like right away who I was talking about. And it was just yeah. the coolest thing because it was like, here is this that's dude amazing. that's like traveled all over the world sure. singing these wonderful Christian songs. And he remembered yeah. who, you know, this 30, 20 years ago, this tiny little, you know, uh, town. And it was just so cool. And, and he was like, man, I can't, you know, and, and he was just, we were talking and it was just so cool. Everything was just really cool about it. So. Yeah. yeah my, my first, my first, my first real rock concert was, um, uh, audio adrenaline, opening for DC talk at Arco nice. uh, with during, during bloom when, when yes. audio Adrenaline was, was on bloom. I and saw a couple of those day, concerts. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, to this day, that's still a top 10 concert. And I mean, I've seen, I've seen Weezer. I've seen Jimmy world. I've seen, yeah. um, I've seen, I, I saw queen when, uh, when Paul Rogers with them, wow. I, I mean, I've seen some, I've seen some monster concerts, but to this yeah. day, I mean, that was a heck of a show. Yeah, that was a real rock show. That was a good show. DC Talk was <laughs> that was probably the best year, honestly. Yeah. That when the two of them did went together when, and stuff. Oh my gosh, um, that was a good yeah. show. And then you know, for me, uh, for my most famous person, it's probably David oh. Crowder. So <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I love David Crowder. Yeah, yeah. seen yeah. him a couple of times too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then yeah. the last one, and we'll get you out of here. Is what is, in your opinion, your the all time greatest cartoon theme song oh oh that's a tough one (sighs) come on becky it's not that tough (laughs) okay um for some reason i think okay well gosh i don't know i'm gonna have to say ducktales Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yes. We got a lot of ducktails. I mean, it gets stuck in your head. You can't help it. Yep. Life is like <laughs> a hurricane. Yeah, it sure is. You're in <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Well, Becky, thank you so much. You've been delightful. Thank you uh, so thanks. much for coming on the show. You know, uh, if you guys are listening to the show, um, we would love it if you gave us a like or a subscribe mm-hmm. if you're on you if you're on YouTube. Um, if you share it with a friend, mm-hmm. if you found this interesting, that's a great way to share the show to grow the show. Um, but other than that, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Becky, for coming on. And until next time, everybody, don't be a jerk. Bye.